0: And I am believing with you that you are waking up out of the nightmare of normality and waking up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. I'm excited about this topic of the prophetic that we're on. Last week, I did a uh, teaching on the prophetic through uh, an object lesson of the season that I believe that we're coming into that God has been speaking to me for about 2 years and how do i know that god has been speaking to me he spoke to me th- uh, three different ways of uh, of sharing with me how that this coming season would be one of the greatest seasons in human history, and the one of the greatest moments in the kingdom of God, and how the world is not done um, being shaken, but the world is, in the, and the but the church is going to come forth as an answer and a solution, and we're going to be able to step in and help people and love people and prophesy and decree and declare. Because the the spirit of prophecy is actually the testimony of Jesus Christ, and that's where I'm going with this, and that's the title of of this part two of the prophetic is the spirit of prophecy. So a lot of things come to mind when you think of the prophetic. When you think of the prophetic, is it represents um, even what people well you. <laughs> What people think about this is a variety of different answers. If you're in a charismatic church, it's celebrated. And yeah, it's mystical and, and somewhat ethereal, but uh, uh, it's uh, really celebrated in a lot of charismatic type churches and their prophetic church. And I have a lot of friends that, you know, like Chuck Pierce or Cindy Jacobson or Fatine Grzeschi and Art Lucier and different other people that are have strong prophetic churches and ministries. Um, and they, they would embrace the prophetic a lot more. And then there's a lot, there's just a lot of different spectrums from the amazing spectacular to the, oh my God, never. (laughs) And I don't know which camp you're in and you're listening to, but don't shut me off right away because, um, the, the prophetic has got a bit of a bad rap over the last little while. And I'm hoping that I can help facilitate some healing and some understanding. You see the prophetic used and or abuse of it. Um, I, I know prophetic people that have been used um, and and abused by uh, some apostolic leaders. And then I see the, the prophetic being used as a form of control and almost witchcraft at times. I hate to say it, but um, that's just the truth of the matter. So in and in culture, like even in the world, the world has this aspect of the ethereal, the mystical. But even in movies, and I'm not giving this movie a pass or anything like that, but there's a movie. It's called Riddick, and and um, I think it's Vin Diesel's in it. And he's fighting this evil empire that's trying to take over the world. And this evil empire is actually enslaving prophetic type creatures that can read the future and read into some things and and uh, um, to advance the evil empire. And so people have this really interesting view of what the prophetic is. So um, when really, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the prophetic is not weird at all, It. it It's got a bad rap, like I said, because, uh, you know, a lot of prophets have come out and apologized. And I'm not holding anything against anybody. Hear what I'm saying? Not what I'm not saying. I'm not for the apology or I'm not against the apology. I'm I'm for somebody walking out with humility uh, their relationship with the Lord. So I bless all the ones that didn't and did. All the ones that were right and wrong. We, We don't hold it against them because we're not... Old Testament prophets we're not rewriting or we're not writing another canonical chapter of the Bible we are simply decreeing and declaring what agrees with the word of God the standard nothing can go against the standard of the word of God when dealing with some of the gifts of the spirit there's there's things that we must Uh, uh, used as a standard in our lives and for the prophetic and actually Christianity, the standard is the word of God. So like I said, it's not, the prophetic is not weird and has really like gotten a bad rap lately. So like I said earlier, hopefully I can bring some sanity back to this wonderful and precious gift of Holy Spirit. So over the next several weeks, I, I, I will be getting into the different areas of the prophetic, like the office of the prophet, the flow of the prophetic. How do you identify how you receive from the Lord prophetically? Uh, hearing, knowing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I'm hoping I can get it done in about five different episodes. Uh, I love this scripture here when we're talking about the prophetic. And this scripture blows a lot of people that aren't charismatic away when you say this in first Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 it says pursue love and desire spiritual gifts and and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you would prophesy okay first Corinthians 14 1 says pursue love and desire spiritual gifts that that word desire is actually when you when you look at the original translation, it's not desire. It's lust for. That's what the actual, and, and we have this weird word, lust. It conjures up all kinds of negative things. But it, what it means is strong desire. So it says pursue love and have strong desire for spiritual gifts. But it uses a word especially that you would prophesy. Now, what does that mean? Why does it say pursue love, which sounds... Yes, I need to do that. Desire or strongly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you should that you may prophesy. We have thought too little of what the prophetic can do for us, and what the living revelation of God of Jesus Christ. But the, that by the revealing of, and this is what. The prophetic gift does in your life. It's the apocalypto. It's the the unveiling. It's the Greek word which which is used uh, in the term revealed in Matthew chapter sixteen, verse nineteen, I believe, or no, eighteen, I think it is Matthew sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. It says. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but this was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. That word revealed is apocalypto, and that means to uncover what is hidden. And that's what the uh, the prophetic really does, is it uncovers and reveals and gives you revelation knowledge of things, of circumstances, of situations, of, 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 of even the future. But I would say a lot of people look to a, a prophet to be like a, you put a quarter in the slot and you say, "What's my future look like?" And you pull the lever and you, and you get a word. And and this is this is where abuse comes in the prophetic because that's a lot of demand. It's the spirit moves at as he wills through a, a yielded vessel. So, you know, you, I'm I'm not that I'm not that guy. I mean, I can put a demand on the spirit if if I need to, and I can get a word for you. I can just lay my hand on you at times when the Holy Spirit lets me, uh, which which is often. I can lay my hand on your shoulder and and I can have a knowing. I'm, I I have a anaba gift, which is it, it's a overflowing. It's a stirring up when when I when I would get like a word like I, I will see. And, and the, it begins to flow out of me as I begin to speak. There's, I have this, my prophetic gift, like I said, operates in a knowing and an absolute. So I just, I step into a region and I just know the dream of God or the vision for the house or whatever. That's how my gift works. So anyway, it's really interesting that, that. The scripture in 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, but especially that you may prophesy. And you may be thinking to yourself, but I'm not a prophetic person. Yes, you are. I hate to tell you this, but yes, you are. Because the Bible calls you an apostolic prophetic people. And Paul the Apostle says, I wish that you would all prophesy. And guess what? You can all prophesy. Anyway, so, but today I want to go right back to the foundation and the real reason for the glorious gift of Holy Spirit called The Gift of Prophecy, or The the Spirit of Prophecy, in this series called The Prophetic. So Jesus said that the Holy Spirit wasn't here to speak of himself, but he was coming, the paracletos, the one that would come alongside of you, the comforter and the counselor, that he would not testify Himself of himself, but he would testify of me. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the gift of prophecy, and guess what the gift of of prophecy is to do is it is to testify of da, 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 Jesus. Surprise. This, the gift of prophecy that the Holy Spirit gives is to testify. Of Jesus. Why is the Holy Spirit here? He said he is your comforter. He's your counselor. He's exactly like me, but he won't speak of himself. He will testify and he will teach about me. So the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives unlocks the gift of prophecy that does what? It testifies of Jesus. So as I was preparing for this podcast, the verse in Revelation 19:10 came to my mind first, which say which states for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In this podcast, we will major on the majors. Yes, we will get into some of the nuances, the specifics, and different types of the prophetic, but we must know the major reason for the prophetic working in our lives, and that is to testify about Jesus. This this is what makes the prophetic so important, okay? Whenever uh, even thinking about anything regarding the prophetic, we must first understand that all prophetic flows must end at the feet of Jesus. All prophets must be exalting the name of Jesus. If there is a spirit of prophecy in the house, it must give testimony of Jesus, now there's different aspects it will the love of of the father you know uh, there will be you know all kinds of testimonies about Jesus from different angles but it will be exalting the name that is above every other name and that is the name of Jesus this is what this spirit of prophecy does so when we mark or quantify the prophetic and relegate it to its own entity when we mark or quantify the prophetic and relegate it to its own entity we are we end up disempowering one of the most powerful tools in the kingdom's arsenal when we begin to make prophetic about being prophetic it's like making worship about worship it's when you begin to worship worship that that becomes idolatry it's when you when you uh begin to get into all kinds of crazy stuff. The prophetic is not just for being prophetic. It's not just to foretell. It's not just to, you you know, uh, be able to give somebody a word. It, it is for a reason, and that is to bring testimony and lift up the name of Jesus. Do we give words? Do we give words of knowledge? Do we give words of encouragement, edification, exhortation, and comfort? That's what the prophetic is typically in the New Testament, is that um, edification, exhortation, or comfort. And we'll get into that at a later date. But today, I want to talk to you about the the foundation and the reason why we have a spirit of prophecy and the gifts of prophecy um, operating in the church today. Everything we do and every gift of Holy Spirit that we have, the privilege to operate in, is to give testimony, teach, or show Jesus. And I will get you to turn to John chapter 14 and verse 16. If you're driving, please just listen. Uh, and I, this is what it says in John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and that he may abide with you forever, then John... 15:26 says but when the helper comes whom i shall send to you from the father the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father he will testify of me another helper or comforter will come and he will be exactly like me he will he this helper will not testify of himself like i just said but of me said jesus I love that the Holy Spirit, our comforter, helper, guide, teacher, and paracletos, the one who would come alongside us, is exactly like Jesus. So Jesus was manifested for three reasons. So Jesus is the reason for the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy testifies about Jesus. So let's just, I just want to just lay out some groundwork here. Jesus was manifested for three reasons. One, 1 John 3, 8, to destroy the works of the evil one by Luke, uh, the second reason, Luke 4, 43, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And then three, to reveal the heart and true character of the Father to the world as proclaimed by many scriptures like, let me just read a few of them. 1 John 3, 1, behold, what manner of love The Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Uh, In Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. Or what man is there among you who, if the son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will Will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? And then Romans chapter 8, 15, 16. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Let me just read um, a couple more scriptures. John chapter 16, verse 27, for the Father himself loves you because you loved me and have believed that I came from God. Luke 12, 32, do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom to, to the unconditional, non-negotiable love of the Father described by Jesus in the parable of the parod- the, uh, the prodigal son the, or the wasteful son in Luke chapter 15 and 11 so these scriptures just give you an identification of who the father is and Jesus spoke of the father Jesus was revealing the father so the purpose of the spirit of prophecy is to testify about Jesus and, and in the midst of that Jesus came to testify to the father I only do what I see my father doing I only say what I see my father saying Jesus prophesied uh, all the time about his father. He testified about the father. But this is what the spirit of prophecy is to do. It it is to prophesy about Jesus. And Jesus, as we testify about Jesus, the father will be illuminated. Jesus is the main thing from Genesis to Revelation. The coming savior was what the Old Testament saints had their faith in, but our faith, the New Testament saints, is in the Savior that has already come and the Savior that will come the second time. (laughs) Amen? We are believing in the great hope of his second coming. Now, I don't believe we're taking off uh, because I think we need to somewhat take over. Do I believe that the earth will be perfect before Jesus comes back? Uh, That would be great. Uh, you know what? That would be awesome. And I could I could get behind that program. But I think we need to give it the best college try to, to make the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of our God. Amen? So Jesus is the main thing. In this whole thing about Jesus, I mean, Jesus Christ being the center, Christocentric, Jesus-centric, Jesus is the reason for everything. Huh. We want the spirit of prophecy in the atmosphere all around us, and to receive this, we need to talk, teach, proclaim the gospel of the kingdom or the good news about Jesus. Colossians 1, uh, 13 through fourteen, He has delivered us from the power, the exousia, that's the which is the authority, not power in a in a sign or a wonder or a miracle, but authority. Exousia, which is authority, not power. Okay? It it, it is in a sign, a wonder, or a miracle. Okay, so he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins. The kingdom of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the son of his love the kingdom of god is jesus and jesus is the son of his love matthew six thirty three says but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added to you not to belabor the point but i think it's pretty clear this christianity thing is all about the founder jesus can i encourage you can i decree can i prophesy over you today Get a hold of and fall back in love with Jesus. Fall in love with his writings. Fall in love. Just get, can I, I tell people all the time, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when you get done reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, start reading matthew mark luke and john when you get done reading matthew mark luke and john then i want to make a suggestion to you that you read matthew mark luke and john why am i saying that and, and all of my baptist friends are saying what about paul what about the pauline epistles what about the other uh, you know two-thirds or more than half of the bible uh, they're great but please get a template of what christ is all about get a template of who Jesus is. Understand who Jesus is by his his teachings and by his stories and by his parables and by his actions. You get a template. We need a better vision and we need to simply fall in love with Jesus again. We need to make this whole thing of Christianity all about the founder, Jesus Christ. Can Can I prophesy that over to you again? We can't let anything eclipse the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified, which is not just limited to salvation, to the salvation message. It's not just to the audience of sinners, but becomes a platform, an entrance point and catalyst into every kingdom resource that was ever made available to, to us to fulfill corporate and specific individual purposes, dreams, callings, and elections. I'm, I'm remembering uh, preaching a, a series back a few years ago. It's called Back to the Basics. And that we were at our church where I pastor. We did it several years ago. And what we were endeavoring to do is, is get our congregation to major on the majors. Although this was an absolutely great idea, uh, the Lord came and rebuked me after we were all said and done. He said, he said, basically, he said to me this. I know what you're trying to say, son but understand that you're not going back to the basics. Understand you're, go- you're returning to the deep things. I was like, oh, oh, all right, yes, sir. What I came to understand is that we have not even begun to understand and, and scratch the surface of the depth of what Jesus accomplished when he was here. Paul the Apostle said, God forbid if I don't preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Like I'm not t- just talking that we have to have an evangelistic service. I speak. I speak on some pretty deep uh, uh, things to my sons and and daughters in the spirit and, and my my clients in which I, I coach. Uh, I have a uh, a coaching business as well. Well, I call it a I call it a, a I'm a transformational consultant is what I call myself and but anyway I get into some really deep topics with them it's not it's not just about getting in it's it's what what Jesus purchased for us this the gospel of the good news is that the the sin quotient has been taken care of and I'm going to say something that's going to shock you and I might even get some bad emails about it but everybody on the planet is already saved I had an awkward pause there just a moment so I can get the gravity of the moment. That's what makes it available for everybody to get saved. Everybody is saved because the, the sin quotient has been taken care of. The you, you, Jesus paid the price For everybody's past, present, and future sin. Sin has been taken care of. Righteousness has entered back in. But here's the problem. Everybody needs a revelation of what has been done so they can actualize and appropriate the work that Jesus did. So everybody is not, unfortunately, going to heaven, but everybody is right now saved, and they just need a revelation. They need a revelation by somebody preaching and, and operating in the spirit of prophecy. Amen. So Paul the apostle said this: God forbid, unless I, if I don't preach Jesus Christ in Him crucified. Several years ago, just three months after a massive heart attack, I was standing in my bathroom getting ready for the day when this sinister. By the way, sorry about the the uh, visual there. Anyway. And the sinister type voice came to me and mentioned to me about three major generals that just passed away. And it seemed like it was definitely before their time, these generals that passed away. And I'm not going to mention them because that's not the important issue right now. The enemy says to me, these three just died. Why do you think you're going to make it? And I'm like, dang, he's got a good point there. I'm just low man on the totem. I'm not like one of these generals. I haven't done near what they have done. And so what chance do I have? And I just began to like, whoa, wow, oh, okay. But as soon as I had those thoughts, um, and after the enemy came accusing, the Lord came right behind me. I mean, right behind what the enemy was saying. And um, he said this, Sometimes my servants don't make it to the end and fulfill purpose and live out the maximum of their dream because they get more focused on what they're about to do rather than what my son already did. Can I get you today to shift your faith, not even in your prophetic word so much as that you will live long and you will prosper like Spock would prophesy <laughs> or not that you would you know he takes it from the from the Bible where it where it where it speaks about um the ability to uh have legacy in the land and 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 see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and a lot of people prophesy that and speak speak of that but we and and I have a prophecy that I would be Uh, relevant in my son Brandon's life until I'm 90 and I've actually seen prophetically at at the dark night of my soul at one of the darkest moments of my life I stepped through uh, the archway going from my kitchen and into my dining room area and I went into an open vision that the Lord graciously showed me the end of my life and I was very old and I was walking into a coliseum and I won't tell you anything more because it's kind of personal. And so God shows me these things and and it, and it gives you hope, but my faith needs to be in Jesus Christ and what he did. I my faith needs to be in the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. My faith needs to be in the blood that was shed by the Savior, Jesus Christ, that the, the sinless life and everything that he put up with and and everything he did and how he bore, his, uh, bore the stripes on his back and, and the wounds on his body so that I could be healed. And in everything, I can have faith because of what Jesus did and how Jesus, Jesus died, and how Jesus was resurrected, and how Jesus ascended, and he applied the blood uh, to the mercy seat in heaven, the blood that was shed in this realm, and the the blood that was sprinkled in the heavenly realms on the mercy seat, creating accessibility, complete and total accessibility to all the kingdom resources that you would ever need. This is what the spirit of prophecy does. This is what the testimony of Jesus Christ is about. My faith is not Not in anything less than Jesus Christ in his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only in Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. In this season, I want to encourage you, prophetic people, get back to the cross of Christ. Get back to the resurrection of the Christ. Get back to the spirit of prophecy, of testifying of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which he's the baptizer of. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so my life changed. My life went from, you know, even just putting my faith in, in what I'm about to do, but now my faith is in more in what Jesus has already done for me. Amen. So in, cl- in conclusion, um, I want to share a revelation that will set up, uh, for next week, okay revelations thirteen eight they are the ones whom names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the foundations of the world or before the world was made revelations thirteen eight the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. So I'm, I'm I'm endeavoring to tee up next week with this. Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. So before Adam could be made from the, the dirt, which he formed with his hands, God, our creator, and then he nepheshed, he blew his the spirit of life into Adam and he became a living soul. Before there was a world for Adam to take dominion in and be made from, Jesus was already slaughtered, already slain. The lamb was already slain before the foundations of the world. This is one of the reasons why it's all about Jesus. If Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world, that would make him our savior before he was our creator. You didn't hear me there. Can I say that again? If Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, that would make him our savior before he ever was our creator. What does that mean? John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made except it was made by the word. Nothing was made except it was made by the word. So according to many theologians, in, um, in Revelation chapter 13, 8 and John chapter 1, makes Jesus your savior before he was your creator. The implications are staggering. He had your back before you had a back to be had. So what does this mean? What does it mean that he's your savior before he was your creator? How is that even possible? Because he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. He already, he's already ahead of it. He's already waiting for us. And at the same time, walking with us. And at the same time, creating us. (laughs) Let's look briefly at, and we'll go back to this. Um, next week, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 in the AMPC translation. Okay, put a seatbelt on because this is phenomenal. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths that which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He pre-arranged, he went ahead of time, he prepared path, he prepared your life, your dream. All these things have were prepared ahead of time. Hmm. First Peter 1, 19 and 20. But you were purchased with the blood of of Christ, the Messiah, like that of a sacrificial lamb without blemish or spot. Verse 20. It is true that he was chosen and foreordained, predestined, or destined and foreknown for it before the foundation of the world, but he was brought out to the public view, made manifest in these last days at the end of times for your sake. Woo! John 17, 5. And now, Father, glorify me, along with yourself and restore me to such majesty and honor in your presence as I had with you before the world existed. As I share in this, in this, of the depths of who Jesus is and what he has accomplished past, present, present, and already future, we will begin to understand the prophetic atmosphere created while sharing the greatness of our King, our Savior, our Creator. Love you all, and I hope that you've uh, got a glimpse of what real prophetic is and the spirit of prophecy. And I just want to say this one last thing. It's just simply all about Jesus. Amen. So this is Barry Miracle right now. I'm signing off till next week. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got a a better uh, and a strengthened and an optimistic view of the prophetic, the foundation of it. Don't let anybody steer or steal from you. Prophecy is still alive and well. Jesus is still prophesying. Father is still prophesying through his his kingdom agents, the ecclesia on the earth. God is still speaking and God wants to speak to you, through you, and for you. (laughs) So bless you until next week. Barry Miracle, signing off for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend, Tony Fitzgerald, would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us, then. Really. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.